These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kouloris, and with me today are my very hilarious co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. Hi, everyone. And Abigail Williams. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, we need to comment on the most awesome thing going on in this moment, and that is that Alex has showed up with this awesome blue hair that I am loving. <laughs> you look so good. Thank you. I have the most fun with hair wax. They sell hair wax in different colors. My hair is blue currently. It has been green, pink, purple, and gold before. Like, let's go. Let's have fun. Why not? (laughs) I love it. It looks so great. Thank you. Thank you. We're kicking off the episode with what's making you laugh. Each of us are going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? What's making me laugh this week is a memory of a first diaper. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) What's making me laugh this week is a survey that said Arnold Schwarzenegger is best suited to lead the Earth during an alien invasion. Oh, I mean, I agree. (laughs) Okay. Alexandra, what's making you laugh? What's making me laugh is a breakup comeback. Take care. Mm. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but I want to know about Schwarzenegger. I am a little intrigued by this. I can't say his name, but that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people call him Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Right. The Arnold. All right. Well, we'll talk about Arnold then. In a survey done of over 2,000 British adults... Oh, British adults, not even British Americans? Adults. I mean, he no. leads in, in America. Is, he is a leader, so I'm interested. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is from the Scotland Sun. The Scotland Sun's talking about the Brits. What's happening right now? This is a very international story. You know, we're listened to in many countries. That's right. That's true. As we deserve to be. They surveyed over 2,000 adults, and they asked people, who would you want to lead the world in an alien invasion? And Arnold Schwarzenegger came in at number one. Dang. (laughs) Arnold actually put out a statement. He said, I want to thank the people for putting their faith in me. I am ready to serve. But he said it, you know, in his accent. Wait a second. I'm ready to serve? That makes me think that he's (laughs) in on this somehow. (laughs) Right, Alex? Maybe he's the guy who's trying to make the world a bad place, but set him up as the good guy. He was too ready. He is probably the voter base. (laughs) <laughs> he is those British people that voted because <laughs> yeah he hired 2,000 Brits in Scotland to vote for him the American leader who's not from America <laughs> to rule the world not that I care I don't care that he's not from America just so you know nobody's canceling me today not for that anyway <laughs> but I'm just telling you now <laughs> I'm wondering what about him says that he is able to handle this situation 
is it just the Terminator movies? Is it him governing, what was it, California? I was going to say Minnesota, but that is Jesse Ventura. It's, it's Cali, but it's his muscles. It's the fact yeah. that he's still muscly at the age that he's at. He's now been in movies and politics. I think in America, at least, although, again, we are talking about the Brits in Scotland. <laughs> People think Hollywood, you're a celebrity and idol. Politics, you're an unlikable famous idol. And since he's got both, they're like, yeah, you should rule the world. Imagine if Obama was an actor. Think about what this could do for him as a world leader. That's not too far from the truth. Alex is slowly stirring a mug and staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the Terminator thing. He was a great kindergarten cop. You know, so I think (laughs) that's true. Good point. We've just seen him whoop some ass and we know that if aliens come, he'll help us whoop their ass or at least negotiate with them. Any guesses who else was in the top five? We got Arnold, the number one. Please don't say Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is number five. Oh, I knew that. Gross. But it makes sense. Okay. Is Will Smith in there? Will Smith is number two. Heck yeah, because I really would trust Will. I I like Will. I've always loved Will. Number Mm. three is so from left field, you will never guess it. But it's it's definitely a British celebrity. Notice that these Brits so far have been voting for Americans. Yeah. What does that say about their confidence in their own leadership? No disrespect to England, but. They're dealing with a Megxit. They have to handle that. They're letting us handle that. You're right. Again. They've lost all confidence right now in their system. You're right. <laughs> Megxit has shaken everything. I don't know who the third is. It's a British. Third. Is it Pierce Brosnan? Is he British? Pierce Brosnan is British, but he is not on the list. Is it the guy who's actually English who plays Super Southern in The Walking Dead? Also not on the list. Is Elon Musk on the list? Elon Musk is not on the list. Number three, guys, is Sir David Attenborough, the BBC historian who does the nature documentaries. What? (laughs) Okay. Maybe he can tell the aliens about us. Maybe he's so nice. (laughs) They're like, I trust this guy to negotiate. I would trust Monty Don, England's most beloved gardener, who I also love. We've Mm -hmm. covered one, two, three, and five. Four is Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce yeah. should maybe be number one. You don't get to Boris Johnson until number 12. Boris Johnson. Joe Biden is number 20. He's the last person on the list. Why is Joe <laughs> even on this list? And that's not a disrespect to Joe, but we're talking about aliens here. We're not putting the politicians in charge of the alien negotiations. No, it's going to be Hollywood and Sir David Attenborough. Yeah. Wow. Hey, they've read so many scripts on this kind of stuff. They have so many theories. They have so much experience, Alex. What do these politicians know except how to hide aliens from us? Anyway, well, I'm glad to know that if the aliens come, Arnold will be there to protect us. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you, Arnold. (laughs) All right. Abigail is back in the writer's graveyard this week. What are you sharing with us today, Abigail? Today, I am sharing a parody of The Grinch, but not oh, awesome. the song that so many think of, but the children's book. Every who down in Whoville like Christmas a lot. I, as the woman in my marriage, have often been the one who has carried the burden of feeding my son. I nursed him when he was a baby, and then it just kind of naturally and gradually evolved that I'm just in charge of his food for the most part. Kevin can feed him, but it's a... Uh, Mostly me. Okay. Mm-hmm. One night, I was just really feeling over the fact that I was going to have to feed him again the next morning. <laughs> now, I feel like I should pause here and say 
defects, please don't call me. I feed my son all the time. Okay. I'm not thinking about <laughs> not feeding him. I was more dreaming about what it would be like to not have to. And so as I was doing that, I decided to write this parody. I hope you guys enjoy. Now, every kid in this family liked eating a lot, but the mom who made all the meals for these kids did not. This mom hated dinner, adding crackers and cheese in. Now, please don't ask why. It's an obvious reason. It could be her attitude wasn't quite right. It could be perhaps she got desperate at night. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that her husband kept dropping the ball. (laughs) And they're asking for toppings, she snarled with a sneer. And tomorrow is breakfast. It's practically here. But... Whatever the reason, her angst or her boo, she stood there on breakfast's eve, hating all food. On breakfast eve? Love that. (laughs) Staring down at her kitchen with her sour mom frown at the warm lighted stovetop all crusty and brown, for she knew every kid in their bed fast asleep would be up to destroy anything that she cleaned. Then she growled with her microwave constantly humming, I must find some way to stop mealtimes from coming. For tomorrow, she knew all of her girls and boys would wake up tight and hungry. They'd rush to enjoy. And then, oh, the boys. Oh, the noise of boys. That's one thing she dreaded. The noise of those boys. Then the kids, young and old, would sit down to her feast. And they'd whine and they'd gripe and their wails would increase. They would whine about eggs and toast toasted too light, which was something the mom never seemed to get right. And then they'd do something she liked least of all. Every kid in this family, the tall and the small, would sit close together with utensils clinking. They'd sit arm to arm and these kids would start drinking. They'd slurp and they'd gasp and gulp down their juice. And the more the mom thought of this kid slurping thing, the more the mom thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for too many years I've put up with it now. I must stop these mealtimes from coming. But how? That's part one. <laughs> like, could go on for days. Oh my days. god, that is so great. That is so fun. Thank you. I love it. I feel like that needs to be an ebook yeah, for all the for sure. disgruntled moms out here who are just tired. Yeah, I feel the mom wine club out there would be a really good <laughs> group to tap into. Mm-hmm. I have a whole thing, the idea, the awesome, terrible idea, but like my other writer's graveyard, haven't finished it. Mm. Well, now you've given yourself two to-do list that's projects right. because that's really great. I love it, especially because it's truly an example of art coming from pain. <laughs> it's so real. As I was sitting on my couch, all mm-hmm. I kept hearing was, I must stop these mealtimes from coming, but how? <laughs> and that's what started right. the whole thing. That's awesome. Abigail, thank you for sharing that with us. I look forward to hearing part two. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for bearing with it. All right, Alexandria, you're hosting our game this week, and I'm really nervous about it. Why don't you tell us what you have in store for us today? George, George, no need to be nervous. So today, in store for you and Abigail, I have a spelling bee in store. But I want to take it all the way back to 
well, I won't say it was one of my favorite years of school, but it was definitely a, a impactful year, the fifth grade. Mm. I want to see. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Do not want to go back wanna... there. No, no, me neither. <laughs> fifth grade was a rough time. Bad hair, bad lots of things. But learning how to spell and learning how to spell more challenging words was definitely at least one of my favorite things as a kid because I've always liked language arts and English and stuff. So I thought that it would be great to see what word you all could spell. Alrighty, I have a handful of words here to challenge you all with. George and Abigail, are you ready for it? The funniest people I know, spelling B. I gotta be honest, I'm not ready for this. This is like my worst nightmare. I hate no, no, spelling no, out loud. I'm really not allowed nervous. to write it down. It ain't gonna happen for me. When I was in school, my teacher gave me the bad speller's dictionary where it had the wrong spelling of words and it told you how to spell it right because I was such a bad speller. But I was second alternate in the fifth grade spelling bee. <laughs> All right, Alex, go ahead. Buckle your seatbelt because here we go. Okay. Abigail, I'm going to start with you. Your word is flurry. Flurry? Can I have a definition, please? <laughs> hey, I need the definition. I want an oh, Oreo okay. McFlurry. Yes. But without the Mick. <laughs> yep, with extra Oreos. Okay, mm-hmm. flurry. F-L-U-R-R-Y. Flurry. Good job. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> George, your word is glisten. Mm. Glisten. G-L-I-S-T-E-N. Awesome. Good job. <laughs> that dramatic pause. I was oh like, God, dang, really that's nervous. not how you spell glisten. I was, so I was like, nervous. I'm so messed up. <laughs> Literally sweating right I'm now. doing this for the audience. Okay. Abigail. Yes. Your next word. Convince. Convince. Can I use it in a sentence? I would like to convince. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> if you want to, go for it. Yeah. Convince. C-O-N-V-I-N-C-E. Convince. Great. Awesome job, Abby. I yeah. my mom to listen oh. to this episode since I was homeschooled. All that writing in grits and a tin really worked, mom. <laughs> I know you don't. Means. I really know that you don't. George, your word is listlessly. Listlessly. Oh my god. Okay. He listlessly announced the next word for George to spell. L I S T L E S S L Y. Good job. Dang, I would have put an E there. I'm so glad I didn't get that word. Oh, my God. (laughs) I like the pauses because I can hear the gas. It's painful. (laughs) You're like Ryan Seacrest. It's stressing me out. Abigail, your word is mobility. Mobility. M-O-B-I-L-I. Why I started to lose the visualization about halfway through. Hope it was right. Yes, Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like questioning yourself mid-sentence. That's not a sentence. Famously, just a word. Wait, what? I have not seen you give a death look like you just gave me ever. (laughs) I didn't even recognize I was killing you with my eyes. I'm pretty amazed. (laughs) Okay. George. Your next word is nutrients. Nutrients. 
N-U-T-R-I-E-N-T-S. Nutrients. Good job, George. Oh. It's the gas for me. I'm so scared. Okay. Abigail, your next word is bracelet. Bracelet. B-R-A-C-E-L-E-T. <laughs> no, no, he's giving, giving. It's too late. I already said it. That's what I said. You said it, but you are correct. Which one? Bracelet. <laughs> With an E. Is but that's not how it works. No, that's right. You no, that, you're like, right. You're right. My first answer is the one we keep, and I was right. That's right. That's what we're going to remember from this moment. Which one? George, your next word is complicated. Complicated? Yes. Complicated. C-O-M-P-L-I-C-A-T-E-D. That is correct. Oh. Abigail, your next word is inwardly. Inwardly? I'm going to have to look inwardly for this one. Okay. I-N-W-A-R-D-L-Y. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're correct. George, your word is instrument. I know how to spell this. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm Watch about you to get it see you now. fall. Instrument. I know, I know. I should have said that. I-N-S-T-R. Yeah, right. <laughs> of I-N-S-T-R-U-M-E-N-T. Instrument. George, you are correct. <laughs> George is two shades paler over here on the screen. <laughs> Can we call it a tie? Because I'm literally got pit stains here. I'm so stressed out. Yeah, guys, let's call it a tie. This is too stressful for me. I can't keep doing this, okay? Oh, I'm going to be honest. I felt like George was getting some of the harder words. Like the words George got were words I was like, yeah, I'm not confident. I know how to spell that guy. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, you know, Abigail, George, I'm proud of you. You all have kept up with the fifth grader. We are as smart as fifth graders. You are. Keep up the good work. Next time I'll challenge you. I kind of want to see how you guys pair up against ninth graders. Hmm. Ooh, ooh. Well, we need a winner. You know I hate ties. I know. I'll have to pray about that one. If I'm willing to go into that. <laughs> pray about it. <laughs> I'll get back to you after I consult the Almighty. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> you all study your dictionary and prepare for the next funniest people I know spelling bee. But congratulations to both of our winners today, George and Abigail. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. You guys, we have a really, really awesome guest joining us today. This might be the most impressive person we have ever had on the show. Every single network tried to book her, but somehow we got her here. Please welcome Emory University professor and the inventor of time travel, Dr. Beverly Grace. Welcome, Dr. Grace. Thanks for being on the show. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm actually a big fan and wanted to come on while you're still in the air. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? Dr. Grace. Oh, please call me Dr. Beverly. Okay, sure. Dr. Beverly, you have made a very amazing discovery. Yeah, 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 you could say so. <laughs> did you discover time travel? Oh, I just stumbled upon it one day. Quite simple, really. It's a funny story. <laughs> How did you do it? Well, what? now, I can't tell you that. If I told you, then everyone would start time traveling all willy-nilly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, hey, Dr. Beverly. Um, so where's the first place or time? Um, I don't know. Um, where did you travel first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my first trip was quite special. I journeyed all the way back to 1776 and met my personal hero, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Really? (laughs) Like all the people? Yeah. If you had asked me to make a list of a thousand historical figures I might want to meet, I don't know if Franklin would have made it. Come on, George. I totally get it. He's a writer. He's an inventor, a founding father. And he's on the hundred. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's true. And he has the biggest package I've ever had the pleasure of pleasure. And if you know what I mean, what I mean is is that he's also the most tender and passionate lover I've ever known. Is there electricity involved? Is there like any keys? What are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) When you went back, had he already discovered the whole lightning bolt to the key thing? Yes, I know it. Listen, though, he is quite famous for his prowess and reality definitely lived up to the height, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, we know what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's fun. Um, weren't you worried about the butterfly effect? Funny you should mention that. Honestly, I wasn't until I oh, got back. What happened when you got back? Well, for one thing, Hillary Clinton was no longer president. What? <laughs> you did that? No, not directly. Just worked out for the best, really. But <laughs> saved us all from the trouble oh, of that messy murder trial. <laughs> murder? murder? Nothing for you to worry about now. Let's just say Bill's a very lucky man. A very, very oh lucky gosh. man. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, so, Dr. Beverly, mm-hmm. did you visit anywhere else in the past? No, mm-mm, no. I decided after the whole drama with Frankie falling in love and then stalking me, then I was oh, done yeah. with the past. <laughs> I've traveled exclusively in the future since. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's where'd you go? Exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, all over. Really, just got back from the ten-day trip through the twenty-third century. Really nice people. The food, not so much, but the people, super nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's the food like? It's a little bland. It's like everything's kind of all mixed together. I mean, my daddy used to say that it was all going to get mixed together in the end. And I guess the world just agreed. <laughs> oh, that sounds disgusting. terrible. What a disappointment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Is there anything you can tell us about the future? Hmm. Oh, invest in Rite Aid. What? what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they went out of business. Maybe so, but they're even bigger than the Amazon store in the future. Oh, well, wow. it's not quite a store. It's it's an online store. 
Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's a great mm-hmm. tip. So, okay, so I'm going to go buy some Rite Aid stock tonight. I don't think that's a good idea, Alex. See now, George, that's that glum, wet blanket attitude that lands you in that Chinese prison. <laughs> what? Chinese oh prison? God. Oh shoot, shoot, shoot! Ooh, I've said too much. <laughs> or not enough? I don't know. Okay, Doctor Beverly, what I want to know is what happens with the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, that's a great question, Gail. Thanks to the vaccine, the COVID-19 pandemic simply vanishes in 2022. That's fantastic Mm -hmm. news. Mm Mm-hmm, it was. Until 2023, when vaccinated dead people started rising up from their graves. I knew it. Oh, my gosh. George, now's not a time to be proud of being right. That's disgusting. I knew it. I knew it. Which vaccine causes the zombie apocalypse? I bet it's Moderna. Oh, the Moderna zombies are the dumbest. And the Pfizer are the ones. The Pfizer, they're the fastest. And the J&J are the hungriest. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, mm-hmm. that sounds horrible. Imagine how bad it is when zombie Trump comes back and wins presidency. <gasps> oh, my God. That is literally my nightmare. Luckily, you'll be dead by then. Oh, shoot. I did it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Y'all, y'all want to know the next 50 Super Bowl winners? Are the Falcons among them? Pasha, you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is depressing. Uh, Dr. Beverly, do you have any good news to share about the future with us? Huh, let's see here. Oh, Meghan Markle becomes queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. my girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Get it, mm-hmm. queen. Yeah, of course, that's after the Astra zombies eat the rest of the royals. <laughs> oh, my, my God. God. All right, girl. well. Thank you, Dr. Beverly. You're welcome. I'm definitely feeling a little worse. It all turns out fine. Thank you, Dr. Beverly. (laughs) I'm not 100% sure. Where are you off to next, Dr. Beverly? Well, I was thinking that I might take a bath. In the future (laughs) or here? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I should go into the future with that. Let's do that. That's what I'll do. All right. Well, hopefully you can come back one day and tell us about (laughs) baths in the future. I'll tell you all about it. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, we look forward to hearing it. Thank you, Dr. Beverly. Thanks, y'all. Thanks a lot, Dr. Beverly. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People. Stop. No. We're not rapping yet because I want to play another round of What's in Your Bag? (laughs) (laughs) I like to spring this game upon people when they least expect it, and I feel like we're not expecting it. Based on the fact that you were trying to end that episode, so. Alex, <laughs> do you have a bag near you by any chance? Ooh. Ooh. I'm ready. I'm like looking over my camera trying to see you in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, let's see. Um, yes, yes, yes. I have a bag. I have a bag nearby. <laughs> okay, great. Well, let me remind you of the ground rules. You got to pull each item out. You got to name it. You can't explain it. Now, me and George can talk about it and ask you questions. But other than that, you just got to say it and move on. Oh, okay. There's no explanation. Name it. Go on. Okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> let's see. What do I have in this bag? Okay. Wait, let's see the bag. Okay. This is... Ooh, I like it. It's a beautiful Victoria's Secret pink camo bag, but it's not the color mm-hmm. pink. It's the brand. Mm-mm like a nice little grayish off-white 
little backpack thing. Um, I got it for free because I spent a bunch of money at Victoria's Secret. Dang, they gave girl. me a free bag. I love it. Always love it. Let's see. I have some, what are these? Some Unstoppables, the Dawn Unstoppables or whatever they're called. You have laundry detergent you in your that? backpack? <laughs> what is she <laughs> doing in your purse? The downing, because I went to the laundry. She's man, not explaining so. it to us. No, she's Uh-oh. not going to tell us. Okay, she's got but, laundry detergent in there, guys. Let's keep going. They should have okay, you do so, a commercial like those ladies with the ranch in their purses. <laughs> oh my god, ranch is my favorite. It anyway. is delicious. This <laughs> is so great. Fabric software. <laughs> I have some coupons and different mailers. Oh my god, Lots it's like pages and pages of the mailer insert coupons. When she says some coupons and mailers, she's got stacks and coupons. <laughs> like a book in there. I love a good coupon, so no judgment. But the amount is impressive. It's a lot. It's more than I have in my mailbox right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I probably haven't checked my mail for a week, but that's another thing. Oh, this is mail from my mom. It's a card, an Easter card. I oh, that's sweet. That. Oh, that's your a really mom. pretty card. I love your mom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is like a giant folder. <laughs> Let me just recap for you so far, America. We've got a huge bottle of fabric softener beads. <laughs> we've got a book or three of coupons. And now we've got a massive folder a real big folder full of charts and grids atlanta voiceover studio oh dang girl come on i took a class there last year and i've been using it i have a script in here i said i need to look you've been over. carrying that around for a year no i okay. just recently used it again okay. okay i think that's great that you're using notes from a class that's every actor's dream Thank to you. use what you paid for exactly I have a bag of Grippo. Delicious. <laughs> it's a big bag. I, it has to be it's stated. A big bag of I chips. can't state enough how big these items are. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of a cartoon like Jessica Rabbit reaching into what seems like a small purse, removing <laughs> large right. items. How did she do a that? Frying pan. <laughs> oh snap! That's funny. A wallet. It's a huge wallet. It's a massive wallet. I mean, there's Three just no getting around my it, wallet. Folks. That's amazing. That's a purse that is being a called a wallet. Some hand sanitizer. Okay. When she says hand sanitizer, she means a massive bottle would not be airport approved of like a full size bottle. You can't take that of hand How many sanitizer. ounces is that? This is a 12-ounce bottle. bottle. (laughs) Just to recap, most are in three, two to three-ounce bottles, okay? We've gone up by 10 ounces. I don't even know where you get 12-ounce bottles of hand sanitizer. Walgreens, thank you very much. This gets my hands together. This has lasted me a very long time. I believe that 1,000%. I'm sure. It's been worth its money, okay? Thank you. Oh. Have a smaller bottle. Of <laughs> a normal size bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> an assortment of pens and highlighters. That makes sense. You're an actor. I see red pens, yellow highlighter, blue highlighter, lots of random pieces of paper now she's just pulling out of her purse. Yes, a voucher from a gig I did on Friday, some insurance stuff. Hey, I was at that gig. And I didn't get a voucher. <laughs> 
Um, oh, I have applesauce in here. it's not yeah to be fair in her corner it's not a full (laughs) jar this time but that comb that comb my hair is thick and curly so i need a wide tooth comb that comb is bigger than your face it actually (laughs) i love it a calendar and it says fresh starts it's always good to get a fresh start. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. It's a normal size for a purse, too. And it's glittery and beautiful. Thank you, Alfie. Um, oh, there's a spoon in here. That doesn't need to be That's in not here. a spoon. Whoa, whoa, it's a whoa. bottle. Oh, well, i sorry. This is a bottle of perfume. Okay. <laughs> a bottle of perfume makes sense. And a spoon. But this is a spoon. A I large dinner spoon. I think this was probably... It's supposed to be for the applesauce. <laughs> that makes sense. It's a metal spoon. Alex is being earth conscious, and she has brought her own spoon from assuming your kitchen. Exactly. I love it. Other than that, let's see. Oh, <laughs> lighters, perfumes, and a nice she's fun not, apparatus. <laughs> what is a nice fun apparatus? You're going to have to explain that to our listeners. Oh, unfortunately, um, we're out of time. Yeah, okay. Well, that's too <laughs> yeah, bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. She's got awesome. lighters and perfume and paper. I think she might be a pyromaniac who's disguising herself as a coupon lover that likes to wear good fragrances. I don't know. Pretty much. And, and an apparatus we will not speak of. And an apparatus. <laughs> Just, we like mysteries here at the Funniest best, People I Know. Best for exactly. last there, Alex. Best for last. That's right. And you know. Exactly. Thank you for being willing to reveal to yeah. us the contents of your bag. It's a hard thing to do, and you just dove in with vulnerability and showed us your love for massive size <laughs> items in a backpack. <laughs> I believe in being prepared, and no matter what size or what the cost, and keeping it all in my bag. So thank you for letting me share this with you all. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing. Seriously. All right, George. That's a wrap. Now you can end this party. Thank you. Unless anyone else has any other reasons why I shouldn't end this podcast, I will conclude. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our guest, Emory Professor Dr. Beverly Grace. We really appreciate you joining us. Oh, we should have asked her what's in her bag. Yeah, that would actually be a really interesting bag. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel worse about things, but I appreciate you coming on. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please review, subscribe, like, and share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. Bye. These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know.